in a year that has started in 2024 with Cat Williams going off on the comedic community and people going crazy over Target cups. Uh, Stanley cups at Target were pink and all sorts of other craziness that 2024 has already started with. Let's take a moment on the conversations about dot 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 podcast and talk about the year that was 2023. With me today are Jingles and Smiter. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, everybody. It's Jingles and Smiter again. I'm Jingles. I'm a Smiter. And we're back. We're the bros. We're back again. Yay. I'm glad y'all are back. Anyway, and we wanted to talk about the year that was 2023 and kind of think about that time frame. So we're just going to start right in. Uh, so the first category of things for the year for us, what is, and I'm in the process of pulling my list back up now because I had it up in front of me until I moved it. So my apologies for that. You moved your list? I moved my list slightly down the thingy as I was putting it in there. So, yeah, my list was in front of me, and then I moved it down. Okay, so best show of 2023. And now I'm going to say this up front because some of this is going to end up appearing to be stuff that we may have watched in 2023. It's not necessarily stuff that came out in 2023. So if it's one of those things, I mean, just put that out there. Um, I didn't know about the show until 2023 i hadn't heard about it my buddy introduced it to me apparently it was a show that started back in 2020 and it was called louder milk now it is not a show for like general audience i'll tell you that right now um it is about a group of people that are going through drug rehabilitation and some of you may or may not know i did work in that field for a while and so i was kind of interested on how they dealt with it of course you know there's a lot more profanity than the way i've dealt with it personally uh, and things like that goes, but uh, there was one of the guys from Office Space was the main guy, and so the whole kind of gambit of the show is three seasons long on Netflix, and it's basically the idea of this guy who's dealt de- dealing with addiction and and trying to help other people deal with addiction, and so it's an interesting take on the show because of the fact that it was it, it was there was a sense of realness to it, but at the same time it was a bit gritty. So I mean it's it's not. Like I said, again, it's not a show where you're going to sit down with the whole family and watch it. Um, But it's definitely a show where you can understand why some people struggle with addiction of different types. And if you're, if you have a little bit of empathy, you can, you can look at it and understand that people, we all struggle with our own different vices and our own different things. So it's a way of looking at life as a whole and understanding that we deal with that. So. Yeah, that that's my favorite show of the 2023 list. Um, Jingles, do you have a favorite show of 2023? You know, I didn't, I didn't really watch many shows this year. Um, like the only shows that I really watched were like the Disney Plus stuff. Okay. And so, if we're gonna get into like what was my favorite this year, I suppose probably Ahsoka. Oh yeah. Probably Ahsoka. Ahsoka, Ahsoka yeah. would be a show that qualified. I, I liked I liked Ahsoka a lot, but like I didn't watch a lot of the big ones. Like the, obviously there was like a whole bunch of really big shows that like really took off this year. Scott Pilgrim was one that showed up, and uh, a lot of people really liked it. And then insane people didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> insane people didn't. I like the way that was placed there. And so like that that was something that came out. 
Um, I haven't seen it yet because I don't have Netflix. I uh, thought it was going to be a show that was a direct compilation of the entire trade paperback. I didn't realize they were going to take it into an alternative idea. Yeah, except that when they interviewed uh, Bridal, um, the guy that wrote the book, they, they, when they interviewed him, he flat out said it wasn't going to be an exact a one-for-one ratio translation of the book. So. Oh, thank you for for speaking for the insane people. I didn't need you to do that, but thank you. No, anyway. but the insane people need to be heard. We he know did it say. again. He did it again. He needs to. Oh, Reservation Dogs. Never mind. It was Reservation Dogs. <laughs> reservation Dogs is pretty dang great. Reservation Dogs is, is amazing. We need to catch that last season. Yes, we need to. We haven't watched it yet. I watched some of it this year. I've heard great things about that show, but I have not watched it yet. I need to watch it myself. Smiter and I grew up. Uh, we, we currently live really close to a reservation a native american reservation and so smider and i we grew up with a bunch of native americans and so reservation dogs was just like an absolutely outstanding mirror towards people that live in reservations and what their like daily lives are like huh. how they feel and stuff like that but it's also incredibly funny oh uh, so funny one of the funniest shows i've seen um, I think I'll probably have to give it to Reservation Dogs. What about you, little brother? I think... Hmm. It's interesting because I was also thinking about Ahsoka. Hmm. And, but I'm also glad that... We've been able to catch up on shows that we've missed out on for a while. Mm-hmm. For example, we've been slowly going through the boondocks. And oh, uh, you are slowly catching up on the Boondocks. I am revisiting oh, the Boondocks. You are all caught up on the Boondocks. I've completely watched all of the Boondocks already. Okay, I did that years I'm ago. I'm slowly getting caught up. On I the did boondocks. it with Hidden we're, Boss Josh. We're, we're <laughs> on season three right now. Yeah. So the Boondocks will probably be up there for you. Yeah. I didn't watch uh, like The Last of Us came out, but I played the video game, so I don't need to watch the show. Um. It's so funny seeing people like, wow, the story is so good. I'm like, yeah, because it was in the game. It was really good. It's like it's a surprise or something. Hey, I'm, I'm out here doing the, yeah, I read the book. Yeah. Out here. When it's it hard. Look, man. I is... only get two times to do that. One of it was for The Last of Us. The other was for Legend of Vox Machina. It... I watched all of their hundreds and hundreds of hours of streaming. So I've seen that already. I don't need to watch the show. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there was there was a bunch of La Bear came out. People really liked that. Scott Pilgrim, you know, there there was a ton of outstanding shows that I just did not watch this year. Fair enough. There's too many. There's too many. Oh, you know what? what? I am gonna go ahead and nominate as probably my favorite show. Mind you, this is this squeaks out above Ahsoka, hmm. which I really liked, and. Oh gosh, there was another really good show that came out uh, this year. But anyway, the one that I thought was a surprise that, oh sorry, Secret Invasion was also really good. Um, yeah. yeah, I obviously it's a bit of a mixed bag, but that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, I think my personal favorite 
was probably my adventures with Superman. Oh, my adventures with Superman. That was, was such a good really show. Good. That that was. We a didn't do show. an episode on my adventures with Superman. No, well, it's too late now. That? We can never go back and talk. William, about William, this is somehow your fault. This <laughs> is your fault, Will. Will, I'm sorry. Send a message to Will and say it's his fault and say boo, boo, All right. boo. So, so sometime in the near future, we should totally do. An episode about my. It's too late now, William. Hey, look, I don't look. I know that song is too late to apologize, but on the podcasting world, it's never too late. That is true. It's never too late. People talk about stuff that happened fifty years ago in podcasts. Yeah, it's like Conan O'Brien's favorite thing. It's a true crime. (laughs) Up like it's a true crime novel. The first talkie he ever heard. Yeah, and true crime podcasts also, but I don't like those. I'm not a fan either, but they're apparently the most popular podcast out there for the last year or so. Yeah, of course, because there's a butt ton of people that listen to them. Yeah. Uh, I don't lo- I don't watch Joe Rogan, but the- it's the most popular podcast in the world, too. It so, is. Like, it is. Know, they they don't need my views. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't need my help, okay? I, I Honestly, though, I do like watching smaller things that fewer people are talking about. Yeah. And trying to find those gems out there that people are just completely missing they do because exist. they're only looking at the surface and not digging quite deep enough. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I was listening I to a podcast also, the other day where I found out that the Groose was loose was a thing and I had never heard of that ugh. term about the Groose is loose. So, see, it, it's, it's because you don't play video games, Will. Yeah. I did play the first Zelda video game. I just didn't go very far. Yeah, that's not where that one's from, Will. <laughs> and, and therefore, and therefore. The Groose loose is not he, from that one. He took that as you've never played video games yeah. ever. <laughs> and all you said was you don't currently play you don't video currently games. play video games. You I, play the ones I buy for you. I all I'm saying is Zelda. As much as I tried to get into it, especially back in the day, when I couldn't beat the first one, I had a hard time getting into the others. So it sounds like I've missed a lot of great things in the midst of that for that decision. And that not I've never really been a big Nintendo fan. So how dare you? How dare I break with thee, Will? I break with thee. thee. I'm burying my soul. This is my best friend's wing ring that I'm that I wear that has your name on it. I'm taking it off. How dare even? Will, what's my Will? What is my favorite video game franchise? Metal Gear Solid. Okay, that is a primarily PlayStation exclusive series, with a few exceptions here and there. Yeah, and I played up. I I am still Snake Eater. I am still. I am still. You 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 think you know where I'm going with this, but you don't. I didn't say I think I I knew where you're going. I just said what I said because you threw in Snake Eater. (laughs) Now, look. Keep that in mind. That should tell you the sheer level of disdain that I have for you not liking Nintendo. Yeah, because his favorite series is Metal Gear, but he still loves Nintendo. Uh, But before we get too much deeper into that stuff, I want to point out for the listeners, first of all, we're all having fun. Yeah, guys, don't. We're all having fun. First of all, we're, we're just joking around. Second of all, um, we were going to have Catherine and Bino on this episode, but unfortunately, literally both of them this morning were like, we can't make it. Be- and here are the reasons. Yeah. And we're like, darn it. But they gave us lists of stuff to to follow up uh, with the questions that we had. Yeah. And I wanted to point out uh, this year, Catherine uh, watched 
the new season of Good Omens and the new season of Our Flag Means Death, and really wanted us to bring oh, yeah. that up for yeah. her. Um, how did I, we know that? How did we know that they liked it? Because they talked about it. Because they told <laughs> us. They told us. <laughs> um, and so uh, I watched the first season of Our Flag Means Death. I haven't seen any new omens. I've seen some clips and stuff because mm. being around Catherine, you vicariously you get some of that. Yeah, anyway, no, via osmosis. Um, and it, both of those, I really, really like the first season of Flag Means Death. I want to watch the next one. Um, I haven't seen any good omens, but I can already tell, like, this is a show that I'm going to really, really like. Yeah. But I need to, like, I need to back off. Let the let the embers cool a little bit before I enter, which is the strategy sure. I often use when something is, yeah. like, absurdly popular. Yeah. Uh, because once again, I, I I prefer to talk about things when things have calmed down and more level heads are <laughs> talking, and when that when there's less of a fire going on that I can't like get my words in. Because when when something becomes absurdly popular, it becomes difficult to see the issues with it, and it's hard to criticize it with people that only see the good and yeah. won't listen to the, any of the criticisms. I'm not saying that that's Catherine. I'm saying that's general public stuff. Yeah, yeah. Catherine is a very reasonable person to to talk to, mm-hmm. and so. I can already tell. I'm going to love Good Omens. Yeah, Good Omens. I did watch the first and second season of Good Omens. I did enjoy that. And I'm glad we're getting season three. I believe they did say it was going to be the last season for it. Did Sandman come out this year? Sandman was 2022, I think. Let me check. I'm going to double check. If it did, did, I'm going to shut everything down. (laughs) Sandman is my favorite. (laughs) I was just thinking about that. right. Crossing my fingers here. Sandman show. What's it say? 2022. Season one, one season. Damn it. Never mind. August. Uh, Take it back. August 2022. Oh, it was pretty. It was like halfway through 22. Man. But uh, Catherine, Wait, but it says from 2022 to present. So uh, I'll count it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Will said he was. I, he, yeah. His favorite show was something that came out in 2020. 2020, but I he, didn't get to watch it until 2020. That is. You know what? fair this isn't about the hottest new show it's about our personal favorite show from this year (laughs) i thought i was following the rules you guys can break them if you want but i'm gonna stick within the parameters given to me i already gave my answers wait 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 i'm sorry i didn't realize we sang a song called what were the rules where we established what the rules were beforehand what what are the rules what are the rules? You so can your count race them all. has changed. Life can be real strange. <laughs> what are the all right, guys. rules? Jingles wants to go back to business. Boo. I am here for business. <laughs> gotta go to well, business, brother. Serious business here. Alexa, play serious monkey business. Uh, Bino was saying that the show that they were watching with their family. Bino! Uh, the Walking Dead and Breaking Bad was what they were catching mm-hmm. up on. So, uh, absurdly old shows that everybody already has seen. But yeah, you know. <laughs> but eventually, I'm, when I watch uh, Stranger Things, then everybody can berate me for it as well. Oh man, have you seen the first three seasons of Walking Dead? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh man, oh man, it's the best. It's like when they're still trying to figure out the show, and then season three hits the perfect fever pitch when it needs to. Oh wow, sounds you see, cool. You ever seen like the last three seasons of Walking Dead? No, I haven't. 
yeah, you don't need to see the last three seasons. <laughs> There's a guy who has a son named Carl, and he can never say Carl's name the same. Every time he says it, it's different with different emphases on the different syllables of the name somehow. But it's Will, a one syllable name. It's actually untrue. Who, who's this character you're doing? <laughs> it's just a random voice. I'm not going <laughs> to say it's voice. a person. It's not a person. It's because it definitely wasn't H. John Benjamin, which is what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Smiter's impeccable H. John Benjamin impression. Very good Thank impression, you so by much, the way. For, uh, uh, oh, gosh. Bob's Burger. There we go. I couldn't think of the name of the show. Yes. He was in Bob's Burgers, Archer. He's in Family Guy. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in yeah. a new commercial. But uh, thank you, Bino, for that. Yep. Wonderful. So, well, what's the next? Favorite category? movie of 2023. And it's going to be real simple for me. It's Godzilla Minus One. Uh, Ooh. Give me a story about a monster who just is a force of destruction. But also give me a really good human story that works along with that monster of destruction that doesn't feel like one impedes the other, but they both needed each other to work better. Um, and I'm, I'm not for sure when it's going to be uh, streaming digitally, but there may be a present dropped in you all's hands pretty soon as far as the Rascal Bros go, so you guys can watch it. So, oh, thanks, Will. Because Thank I you, believe that one... Why not share great things? But two, because I know you guys want to see it. So it's, oh my gosh. Just without spoiling anything, it's Toho ate well this year as far as not only uh, the movie that they made for such a small budget, but how much they made back off of it. In a world where I think, what, maybe five to six movies broke the billion dollar mark this year. Thereabouts. Yeah. So you know, it was one of those movies that broke the big, broke the big mark that people. And it's weird because like we went to Elizabethtown to go see it, and we were on like reclinable chairs and stuff. It was an awesome experience, but uh, it's just like wow, I didn't realize that many people cared about this monster. I mean, it, it it made so much of a stink in Hollywood that like I say stink, but uh, that they moved <laughs> that they moved up Godzilla X Kong. <laughs> Because of it. It caused such an unrest. Unrest is probably panic in the streets. Disney panics. But anyway, that's my favorite. That's a separate thing. Yeah. Yeah, That's a favorite that's a favorite movie. So uh Smider, what was your favorite movie of twenty twenty three? My favorite movie, if I had to guess as I squint and look at the ceiling and re- attempt to recall I am so bad about recalling the events of a year I had to pull up a list me too Across the Spider-Verse came out Guardians 3 came out uh, Oppenheimer came out Barbie came out um, a lot of oh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves came out which was a lot better movie than a lot of people gave it credit for I enjoyed that Transformers movie. Rise of the Beasts I know that was your favorite I certainly enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as you. You described getting literal goosebumps at a specific point. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the Dial of Destiny came out. The Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 came out. 
There's a ton of movies. Oh, Mutant Mayhem. Mayhem, mayhem um, you know what? I'm going to say Mutant Mayhem. That was a good yeah. one. I don't know whatever it was that Will said, but uh, Mutant Mayhem's better. <laughs> I also said Mutant Mayhem. <laughs> no, I said the Dungeon. We're talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I said, which was a I much know better. What, I know what you said. Yeah. I know what you said. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, Mayhem. That's my, that's my nomination. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number one movie of the year was Barbie. I, I haven't was, seen Barbie uh, yet. I need to see it. I know you haven't. <laughs> I wasn't planning to either. But Spider and I were at home and we're like, oh, it's on Max now. You want to watch it? Okay, let's watch it. And it was amazing. It was honestly, it's deep. It's thought provoking. It has the just the perfect humor for me. Uh, Ryan Gosling was the the perfect like if you looked up himbo in the dictionary, like it would be a picture of Ryan Gosling as Ken in the Barbie movie. They really break down and really make simple a lot of concepts that a lot of people are feeling, and people were mad because it you know says to women, hey, you're important and you matter, and uh, people don't like it when you say that to women, so. Uh, there were people that were upset about that, but uh, Barbie was outstanding. It was really, really good. I highly recommended it. I, I've, I sent a message to Mama a couple days ago, and I was like, "Ma, you gotta watch this movie. It's super duper good." And um, yeah, absolutely terrific film. Highly recommend for anybody to go check it out um, when they do. Groovy. Uh, I would like to read Beto's pick for favorite movie of 2023 and see she went outside the rules too uh, Paranormal Activity the first one yeah that was her favorite movie of 2023 so I mean, that's where I got the idea from actually about the fact that it was something that she experienced in 2023 even though the movie didn't come out in 2023 so well yeah like I said, I'm clearly the only one following the rules here, but that's fine. I don't mind being the What only are one. the rules? Okay. Anyway. Uh, yes, paranormal activity is what people <laughs> said. Because they, they got into it this year. They got into that movie. So, uh, Did Catherine have a movie? Did not. Does not say on, on Catherine's list. Okay. All right. So then we'll go ahead and jump to favorite TV or specifically streaming show of the year. Okay. So, uh, I will say, and I know this is going to cause some issues with somebody, but I really do not care. Uh, my favorite streaming show, as much as I wish it could have been better, was She-Hulk. In 2023. Okay. Interesting. Um, because I wanted it to be so much like, and I understand I, I wanted it to be so much like the comics in what, some regards, and it wasn't. Uh, but it I was. did enjoy in some regards <laughs> in some regards uh, no, but, Dan Slott said it's the most comic accurate show he's ever seen in his life who's the onslaught no Dan Slott oh Dan Slott yeah I you don't know, agree with the guy that helped popularize yeah. She-Hulk yeah here's the problem he okay I've read the version he wrote and it didn't even feel like the version he wrote but that's that's neither here nor there I'm not gonna argue that point uh, yeah. but all I, all I can say is for a court drama, they did exactly what they went and set out to do. And I, looking at it, watching it, I enjoyed it for what it was. 
I wish there could have been more to it, but I still enjoy, I still really enjoyed the series. And so it's one of my favorite series for streaming purposes that I've watched this year. So, She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going back with Ahsoka. <clears throat> that was Ahsoka again. You worded these questions weird, so I thought the show thing was the first thing that we talked about, so well, the answer was still shows, the same. Because not everybody's doing streaming. And so sure. show can be, you know, just, I, I get you that. You said that. Yeah. So yeah, the the top of your list, it says best of 2023 show list. I figured that means everything following this is the questions that we're asking. Oh, okay. And one of the questions you had on there was favorite show slash streaming show. So you could choose either or there. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But I didn't write the questions. But yeah, I'll probably go with Ahsoka. Um, I had to, had to, quote unquote, uh, catch up on um rebels and and finish all of rebels before watching ahsoka and we did a whole episode on there we had Catherine on uh where we talked about ahsoka and how um it is basically rebels too so if you're a big fan of rebels and you've been following the storylines that have been happening in rebels then and you really enjoyed those then you will very likely also very much enjoy ahsoka they had some interesting weird new concepts and they obviously the the world between worlds episode is absolutely fantastic and some some peak star wars in my opinion so um for me it was the ahsoka show um and we can look up what bino said while we're waiting for smiter to come back yeah just i've got it right here if you want to go to it oh sure go ahead uh moon knight she, and this is how she stated it. Go watch Moon Knight on Disney Plus. Please, 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 please. <laughs> Too late. We did. It was great. It was. I enjoyed Moon Knight. Moon Knight was incredible. Uh, yeah. We did an episode on it, I believe. Yes, we did. Matter of fact, we did. Yep. So. so we have a lot of good things. But you know, we Catherine, agree with you on Moon Knight. <laughs> yep. Catherine, I believe, also would say Pirates, Good Omens, Ahsoka. I know. Um. Catherine was there for our conversation on Ahsoka. So um, we can just assume that, that that was also the case for Catherine. And, our, and probably our flag means death too. Yes, and Good Omens, yeah. the new seasons of both. Um, while we're still waiting for Snyder, we can just go to the next uh, What about the next one? Uh, yep. Worst movie of 2023, The Flash. Mm-hmm. Just The Flash, and uh, we did a whole episode on that, so if you want to hear why I hated that movie overall, <laughs> you can go back to that episode. I don't want to dredge up the whole thing on that, but yeah, it just, it just, yeah, not a, not a good movie. Not a good movie, and not, just not so much, and not even because of the stuff Ezra Miller did prior, but just not a good movie as a whole. I have not seen mm. Aquaman yet. I have not seen the Marvels. Uh, when the Marvels hits Disney Plus, I think it hits Disney Plus next week. I'll probably mm. watch it to see what I think yep. of it, but I haven't watched it. So I can't say that. But yeah, The Flash is definitely not the best. No, it wasn't. But uh, it, it, it's so funny that you worded the question worst movie of 2023 because to me i didn't watch a whole lot of movies like i was expecting to just not 
Like, if there's a movie announced and I'm not expecting to enjoy it, I normally won't watch it right away. Um, unless, of course, it's something that, like, you, for the for this podcast, like, we're going to have a conversation about it. Then I would, um, you know, talk about it, bring it up. Uh, and then we'd, we'd go watch it. But none of that happened, uh, except for one. There was one movie that we talked about, and I was all like, oh, I think this is going to be pretty good. And you actually sent us money so that we could rent it and watch this movie. And this movie <laughs> disappointed me so immensely. It disappointed I me so bad we didn't talk about the movie. We were going to have a full episode to yes, talk about this were. movie. We all watched this movie, and we all collectively were so disappointed, we skipped it. The Outlaw, oh, yeah. Johnny am, Black, ladies and gentlemen. I am, that okay. was the movie. Well, thank you for, for letting Will? me say it. He was Will. building to it. I was it. building to I'm sorry. It. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, your stage presence, Will, you must work on this. <laughs> he pointed at you, and he was like, I know that one. <laughs> That's the Outlaw, Johnny Black. That's the one you're talking about. Goodness. Oh, yes, the outlaw that. Johnny Black. It was a massive disappointment, and I think a bigger disappointment than Flash was, because there was still stuff about Flash that I enjoyed. Sure. Yeah. Um. Even like went the Chronosphere or whatever it's called, the Chrono Ball, mm-hmm. when you can see the other worlds. And honestly, I did tear up seeing Christopher Reeves. Like, even if it was like a weird porcelain, CG. like CGI version of him, mm. like. I, I still had emotions and feelings and um, like honestly I wasn't super disappointed with the Flash because I wasn't expecting anything with the Flash. I was expecting a lot with the outlaw Johnny Black and what we got was something I was not expecting at all mm-hmm. um, and the tonal things about it was so weird. It really, it like the the movie itself really tried to show like okay we're trying to show a lot of respect for different racial groups and oh stuff boy, yeah. and really try like was... hey it's really hard for people of color and it's all it's also pretty hard for white people it's pretty hard for asian people it's, it's pretty hard for everyone except for one racial group which <laughs> i have no idea why they were just so weirdly disrespectful to and that was the indigenous people yeah. in that movie to the point where even there was like a a, a, oh a red-haired white kid that was playing an indigenous kid, and they weren't even like trying. Yeah. And like it's the joke. Yeah, Russell Peters, who is not indigenous, he is Indian from India, playing one of the people, and they had the old oh, slow camera pan. Oh look, he's a crying Indian. Oh, oh. dude! As soon as that happened, we it, that was revving up. We were both. I was so like we were it, both all like, no, no way. Don't do the I one teardrop in- moment, please. <laughs> I could not in good conscience like recommend this movie to any indigenous people because of how insulting I felt it was yeah. towards that particular group of people. So to me, that the outlaw Johnny Black was a disappointment and also pretty offensive in that sense. Um, but now that Smider's back, he can tell his brother, what was your, your top TV slash streaming show that you watched this year? I think I already said it. Yeah, me too. But yeah. because it was the way that Will worded the questions, I wanted to make sure that you yeah, had an opportunity I, to say I, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of these questions, I don't even know. Like, I really should even be on this list. This reminds me. Oh, uh, this reminds me of episode five of Strike Force 5, 
when Jimmy Fallon wrote a bunch of questions, but they were worded so weirdly that oh, yeah. everybody was like, "What's what is this even?" And they all made fun of him. Yeah. It was hilarious. Uh, That's did, a great what was, episode. What was that quote that you threw out? It was all like, "You know, like for a guy that asks people questions professionally, yeah, you're very bad. You're at very it. bad at asking questions <laughs> or formulating questions. Formulating questions. <laughs> uh, I yeah I." My Adventures with Superman? My Adventures with Superman, yeah. It's a cute show. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, I highly see, recommend. It was a breath of fresh air uh, for any yeah. fan of Superman that's for the last, I'm going to say, five to six years. Yeah. We've just been getting, what if Superman was evil? It what would be if like Superman start? What if, what if it was all blood and guts? Yeah, all blood and guts. And you got The Boys, which just seems to be mad at superheroes for some reason. <laughs> What it's not as mad as and Invincible. What it's not at what's what's interesting is that Invincible is out of those like we'll say the boys comic, the boys TV show, and Invincible the TV show. Mm -hmm. Out of the three of those, Invincible is the least angry at at superheroes. Invincible actually like it does feel like a love letter, but also like but also at the same time a critique. Yeah, it, it it feels like a logical conclusion to the brut- brutal hypothetical yeah. that teenage boys think of all the time. Of all like, whoa, wouldn't it be crazy if like Superman ripped a guy in half? Yeah. Um, and I'd say the one that's the most angry at superheroes is the boys comic. If yeah. you can believe it, the boys' TV show is a little less angry. Yeah, I was reading a conversation in Reddit yeah. talking about the comic and how it's just, it's kind of mean towards yeah. superheroes. Yeah. And it's all like, Garth Ennis, are you okay, man? Yeah. Well, no, he's not. Well, no. The answer <laughs> is no, he isn't. He hasn't been okay for a while. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would say uh, My Adventures with Superman. Check it out. It's a so breath cute. of fresh. It's a. It is a breath of fresh air. I was telling Jingles, with the fact that it was put on, aired on Adult Swim, I was expecting it to turn brutal at yeah. some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found it again refreshing that it didn't. Yes, I agree. All right, so let's now we're going to talk about favorite comic book property or favorite comic book. So I'll start off. This year for me was an interesting year for comic book properties. Uh, DC did a thing where basically, because in Marvel and DC to be two companies, Santa Claus has been around in different ways. Hasn't really had like a storyline, but he's been around. But in this particular arc of story, he started back in October uh, called Silent DC Silent Night. Night being, of course, night like Dark Knight, for example. Uh, Santa Claus shows up as a person who trained Batman in the DC Universe. So Chris Kringle actually exists as a real person that exists in the North Pole and that, you know, Krampus and all that stuff, they create a whole mythology around him and Krampus in it. And I thought that concept was interesting in that they fleshed out a lot of the Scandinavian type storylines of Santa Claus. And so I thought that was really cool how they did that. So DC's Silent Night series has been really fun. Cool. Uh, I got uh, two older comics this year. I didn't read anything new this year. 
Um, so nothing that was released this year did I read. So I'm going to have to break my own rule this time. Uh, but I got uh, Spider-Man Life Story and Spider-Man Renew Your Valves. Uh, both fantastic comics. Both really good. Both very, very good for a long time Spider-Man fan such as myself. Uh, both of them were got to me by my dear siblings. So um, thank you, Smider, for those fantastic reads. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend would read again what about you little brother what did you what comic book did you read this year that you were excited about Marvel 1602 Mm -hmm. Jingles got that one for me and I had a fantastic time it was written by Neil Gaiman of course it was Mm -hmm. and of course it's good yeah it's good yeah, I got to talk about that a little bit during uh, my solo review of What If, because there's actually a What If episode where they, what if the Avengers had been formed in 1602? <laughs> so uh, you're right. And, and boy, do I have some feelings on that. He sure does. Well, maybe but... one of these days, if when we get a chance to have your guys' thoughts on What If, you can definitely, ex- ex- we can definitely open the floor for you to 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 drop some heat, drop some uh, heat on us. When it comes to 1602. Sure. Um, Bino was uh, answered the question saying, I guess Marvel's still been loving the original series on Disney Plus as of late. I wonder if she saw group season. Uh, I am group season two. I have to ask her that. Don't know. Gonna have to ask. Uh, and Catherine didn't didn't give an answer as far as comic books go. Catherine doesn't really do comics. Yeah. And that's understandable. Okay. All right. So, what's the next one, Will? Uh, favorite podcast episode of ours. <laughs> uh, so, for me, it was an episode in June. It technically didn't have a number because I didn't give it a number when I did it. I just put it in as a conversation with Ben Dunn. Uh, that was probably my favorite interview of the year just because it helped me understand what it's like to talk to somebody. And I've talked, most of the interviews I do are with, in, with more independent type comic book creators, either independent writers, independent artists, things like that. But it's interesting to talk to the head of, an, of a company that has been independent pretty much since their start. And But he is also the one that really encouraged me to start submitting some stuff to their company. And so now I have a couple of published works at, with Antarctic Press, which... If you had told that the thirteen-year-old me that would happen, I would have looked at you and laughed because I would have—I mm-hmm. wouldn't have believed that I would have ever got to talk to Ben Dunn, much less get to actually submit op, submit stuff to their company. But they've always had that model, and so I didn't realize how long they'd had that model open. But um, you know, and it's really was encouraging and to be in a part of everything that I'm a part of now as a result of ha- ha- having a conversation with him. So for me, that was my favorite episode on the podcast, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, personally, it's hard to say, um, but I, I'm probably going to go with the the various Pathfinder, Pathfinder episodes we recorded uh, last year, um, getting a little bit farther. Uh, I love jamming. I love doing voices. I love doing that kind of stuff i have always just so much fun and it's always great having everybody around to sit and chat and just have a good time together so uh i think the pathfinder episodes are the ones for me yeah i think so too the last one we recorded was so much fun yep which should be coming out the week after this one Mm -hmm. 
or the week before this one. No, it'll it, it's coming out this week. It'll be out tomorrow, as of time yeah. of recording. Well, as of time of recording. So yeah, uh, the new the latest one that we did was amazing. So much fun, uh, and yeah, the podcast episodes, and same for for Smider, and also the the same for Bino, as uh, the case may be. As, uh, Bino was saying. Um, the last Pathfinder episode we did, generally an amazing listen. Also, go listen to the rest of the Pathfinder ones while you're at it, and maybe every other episode, too. <laughs> I appreciate Bino so much. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. By the way, the Grack, Will Grack Climb Up the Wall was our number one episode from Spotify for this year when they did our wrapped episode. Nice. So, apparently, Spotify agrees with uh, with everybody on the, on the the Pathfinder episodes. So the Pathfinder episodes seem to be the ones that most people really enjoy. So thank you for paying attention to those, and I hope that uh, we can do more of those this year than we done last year, done in 2023. Mm-hmm. So, uh, favorite collectible from 2023. I'm just gonna skip over worst podcast episode of ours. Oh, I, I no. I don't want to do that one. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we can skip it. I don't want to. You can do that no, one. No, if y'all don't want to do it, we can skip it. I mean, if, you, if you've got one, you can do it. I honestly just Will. forgot to read the thing. Yes. Uh, Smider doesn't want to do it. Jingles looks like he's fine with doing it. If he wants to do it, you guys do Jingles, it. Jingles, you want to do it? I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't really have much of an answer, but at least we can say what Bino's answer was. So uh, I will say anytime we had a riffing episode, because whenever we have a riff episode, that means I should have prepared better. Mm -hmm. Just to be honest. So just just being a little transparent with you all as the listeners. uh, If there's ever a riff episode, that means I ran out of ideas. So yeah, or there was something else that 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 came up at the last minute. So we should never be in a situation like that. Hopefully in the near future, we won't be in another situation like that again. Just being honest, but I enjoy all the episodes. I do. I'm just saying that was the, the ones that I'm not as big of a fan of. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the episodes that I'm not a huge fan of are the ones I'm not in. I don't really listen to them. So I don't, I don't really, uh, know what happens in those ones, except for certain, like one or two that I've, I've listened in on. Like the Ben Dunn one, I listened in to, uh, which was pretty good. But any of the ones that I'm I'm not actively a participant in, I don't really listen to those ones. I don't know why. I, I just really like re-listening to the ones that I'm in. Well, and that's fair. I, that's fair. I think I, so funny. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Easton goes to WrestleMania. I thought was cool because that was one of the first interviews where I was like, "Hey, I want to talk about your career. You did Macross. You did all this stuff." He said, yeah, people talk to me about my career all the time. But he said, you're a wrestling fan, no. I seen all your stuff. I said, yeah, I just went to WrestleMania. We should just talk about that. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't mind. It sounds like you, Will, had a ton of fun, but I didn't <laughs> right. because I wasn't there. you weren't on there. <laughs> right. That's it. It's a, I can see where there's a reason why you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, let me go jump on this random episode of this person I may not know. Yeah. So... I may not, or definitely do not know. <laughs> um, and to, for as far as Bino goes, Bino says that she can't say what the worst is because that's too mean. And I uh, agree. I think least favorite is a better way of wording that rather yeah, than worst yeah. episode. 
Um, but Bino says uh, doesn't really click with uh, any of the wrestling ones. So even in that one, Will <laughs> Bino uh, doesn't really doesn't really gel with the wrestling ones. But same goes with Catherine. Catherine doesn't really gel with wrestling either. But I know both of them would be more interested if they knew more. Yeah. And could follow better. Yeah. We should do a wrestling episode with them all, and we should just be like, "All right, what do you not know about wrestling? Let's talk about it." <laughs> I'm kind of. We kind of sort of did something similar on the Noodle Mouse podcast, which uh, go to check out the Noodle Mouse podcast. That episode isn't out yet, but it should be out relatively Woo-hoo! soon. Education, fun things. Mm-hmm. So, favorite collectible of 2023. Um, I gotta say that my favorite collectible of 2023. There is a line, and I don't remember who the toy maker is, but there is a line of Transformer like blind boxes that are really cool. It's just a little plastic figurine versions of the Transformers in their robot modes. And I got one from my favorite store, Space Cadets Collection Collection, which just moved, and now they're in a mall in Houston, so they've got much more space and for their stuff and everything. So congratulations, Space Cadets Collection Collection, for your move. And so that was something that I got this year that I really enjoy as far as collectibles go. I mean, I've got a list of collectibles because it's hard to pick a favorite. Um, I mean, I know for me, probably like like figurine type, small figurine type things, something I like because they don't take up as much space. And uh, I was able to get my hands on when I went to HeroClix World this year. I did get my hands on a Plastic Man piece that was a con exclusive from a couple of years ago. And we as kids was giving out the pieces that like, so basically Plastic Man can shift himself into stuff. And so in the game, they basically made stuff that he shifted into. So like there's a chair, but it's Plastic Man chair. And then there's a, there's a, what do they call those little cones that they put out in the middle of the roads when they're sectioning off a section for construction? Traffic cones. Traffic cone. But no, not the, not the, okay. So not the, not the cones, but the bigger ones, the bigger like big traffic cones. Those are just called bigger traffic cones because there's not a cone technically. It's like a rounder thing. It's like a trash can size deal. But they like section off if they're doing Dividers. construction. The orange and white ones. Uh, the the big like barrel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So sort let's of, just say traffic like, barrels traffic for right now. Traffic barrel. Yeah. So I guess a traffic barrel is a construction thing. He morphs into it, different things like that. So it's like four or five objects that you can shift into. And so WizKids was giving those away to everybody. And so then as I was going through day three of World, somebody was just like, hey, I heard you were looking for a plastic man. I was like, yeah, man, but I'm going to cash. I'm going to have a card. If I can, you want me to PayPal you? He said, nah, man, you gave out, uh, you gave out, because on day one, when I, when I got there, I got registered and everything, I was one of the first, like, 12 people in there. And so I had a bunch of chips, and so I just gave people chips as they came in the door. And so he was like, man, you gave me the chips, man. My daughter loves hers, you know, so here, just take it. And so I got a plastic man. So I thought that was really awesome. So that was another favorite collectible of 2023. It's a plastic man from Hero cool. So, yeah, that's me. Cool, sounds like fun. I didn't really get any collectibles this year. I don't, I'm not really much of a collectibles guy. Um, I have a few, but they're all like really old now. Um, I don't really, I don't really do collectibles. And you know, I hate Funkos. I think pops are dumb. 
Oh man, I was I saw something I was gonna get you for Christmas as a Funko, and I was like, oh yeah, Jingles hates them with a passion. I do. They're <laughs> disgusting and weird. And they have soulless eyes. They're black like a doll's eyes. And um, so yeah, the, the the only like collectible that people seem to want to sell are Funkos, and they're ugly, so I don't I don't get them. So. Uh, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really do uh, collectibles this year. What about you, little brother? Did you get any collectibles? I didn't, but that's not to say that there aren't still a few out there that I really, really want to get eventually, mm-hmm. like Tubbs Metal Gear. Tubbs. I'm really. I'm Metal Gear rubber for duckies for anybody that doesn't. I was just about to ask tubs. what 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 is that again. <laughs> I'll go ahead and post. Okay, you can post. I was going to find you. Yay! Right. You're on it. But, um, uh, yeah, Metal Gear yeah, Rubber I Duckies. Didn't, I didn't really get any, um, just just like Jingle. Well, I guess the uh, the only collectibles I got were Pokemon cards. Yeah. I got back into Pokemon cards. That is what happened last this last year. We got into Pokemon cards. I have a, a workable deck that will never lose. Yeah. That will never lose. All it's right, that's good. dope. It is pretty good. Yep. I just beef up my guys, and then I just do 300 <laughs> points of damage in one hit, and it's great. And it's pretty bad. Um, but here's the little solid snake. Tubbs. T-U-B-B-Z. Oh, my gosh. That is so cute. Tubbs. <laughs> They're adorable. They are adorable, and there is more than one. I love them. Is there one? Please tell me there's one in a cardboard box. There are many more, and I will have them all. Which ones do you have? Okay. I don't have any yet. Oh, you don't have any of them? Okay. That's what I'm saying. I, I want to start collecting them. The tubes. That is so cool. <laughs> like, that's just a, such you know, a look, too. Like, bam. Otacon Duck. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, whenever we bring up like our fandoms and stuff, Will, like, he latches onto one thing in particular, and it's usually like a meme from the thing. Uh, or one of the most obvious things about it. Yeah. And it's all like, oh man, look at this Metal Gear thing. And he's all like, tell me that there's a cardboard box. Just a cardboard box. Just a cardboard box. Only a cardboard box. box. I like the cardboard box like, thing. That's such a meme. <laughs> I still like it. Cardboard box is a meme. It's like uh, everybody that gets into Metal Gear. Never mind. <laughs> never mind this great little ocelot. Yeah, that ocelot, <laughs> which is amazing and perfect. Yeah. Specifically, ocelot from Metal Gear Solid Three, the best one. You would know that if you played it like you said you did, Will. No, he didn't play it. He said he stopped before Metal Gear Solid. Beep 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 beep. Now's a really good time to get into Metal Gear again because the Master Collection just released. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my yes, it did. I'm gonna have my Kane moment and just come back and be like, Jr. You said you would make fun of me. <laughs> just, yeah, dude, exactly like Kane. Just, just start, like Kane. I, just like I don't get that reference. I don't. I don't know why. He I'm did nodding that. my head for because I knowingly. I want to yes. show I support you. <laughs> I support. <laughs> I support I the fact I, that I don't know what you're talking funny. about at all. Yes. Uh, it was a storyline from back in the 90s. Carry on. Carry on. We'll talk yeah. later. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, neither of us really got any collectibles this year. So um, I will have the tubes. He will have the tubes. 
but Bino was saying that uh, they got the Marvel Encyclopedia this year uh, oh, for yeah. Christmas. So that's their their big. Thing. A lot of good facts in that Marvel Encyclopedia. There's stuff that people are able to refer to. And a lot of bad facts too. Heyo. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of stuff people are referring to, even from the Echo series, actually. They're, 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 they're yep, which to. we still haven't started yet. Which is why I was. That's all I was going to say about it. <laughs> uh, can you believe? Can you believe they did this? I didn't say anything. I did not say that. I did not say. Can that. you believe? Can you believe? <laughs> but you've done it before, Will. That's why we're bringing I'm it. Up. That's why we're ragging stopping on myself you. now because I am not going to do it this time. <laughs> Learning, evolving, trying to become a better person. <laughs> Learning, he says. I love it. He's learning. We're learning. We're we're evolving. We're evolving into something different, okay? Here, here's a little tubs for you, Will. I think you'll appreciate this. Yeah, stop looking at the tubs. Are oh, you sure? Cute. Are you sure? Yeah. That is cold, <laughs> man. That's that a little that Sub-Zero. That is, that is so cold, man. That is so cold. Uh, do, does Will even like Sub-Zero? Who's your favorite? Is it Scorpion? Raiden. Jax, because he's black and you graduate or gravitate towards Raiden. It's my favorite. Okay, Thank you. Raiden. Raiden. Johnny Raiden. He, is the oh, first, he was the first person to ever be able to say, you're the only one that can play with my butt as they fly across the screen. You're the one that can play with my butt. <laughs> I was going to say, he was the first one to say, Hubby <laughs> Yeah, we, we were in college when we were playing Mortal Kombat. There was a thing. We kept trying to figure out what they were actually saying. And my expression for that when he flies across was, you're the only one that can play with my butt. Because if you say it really fast, it sounds like what he says. Yep. Just like, uh, I'd like some pound cake. Classic. For, for Street Fighter. Ah. Classic. Classic. I'd like some pound cake. <laughs> I'd like some pound cake. All right. Uh, favorite sports moment. I know we don't talk sports much, but I do have a favorite sports moment, and it is from yeah. wrestling. Which group are you talking to? Will? Who are you talking to? Let me, Whoa, I've never, what are you talking I've about? Never, I've never even seen a sport, Will. We talk about my thing. All right, all right, yeah. You go ahead and talk about your thing, Will. So, WrestleMania this past year, 2023. Uh, oh, sports entertainment. It's just, I said sports because I want to keep it open. Because Beano had a thing. Okay. Yeah, it's a little frustrating. It's a little frustrating when somebody assumes where you're going with something, and so they jump in and cut you off, isn't it, Will? Okay. Got him. Sports entertainment, because yeah. apparently that counts. It does. Okay. Anyway, so it does. the electrifying world of sports entertainment, <laughs> with the most electrifying man in the universe. So, WrestleMania 23, uh, Bianca Belair uh, came out for her match. And when she came out for her match, there was a group of girls from Atlanta, there was a dance group that came out with her. And so the youngest little girl that comes out, she does this really cool thing where like she like folds herself up kind of sort of like her feet are in front of her head. And like she kind of walks down the aisle a little bit. And then Bianca Belair comes out. She's whipping her hair. She comes and basically grabs the little girl's hand. And she gets up. And then they walk together down to the stage and down to the arena. Now, I didn't know this until about maybe a few hours later. Apparently, that little girl, I think like maybe the day or the week of them rehearsing that bit for them, uh, she found out her mom had passed away. 
And so they called Bianca Belair. They're like, well, look, one of our dancers, you know, their, their mother passed away and she really wants to do it, but we're telling her she doesn't need to. And Bianca Belair was like, well, if she wants to do it, let's let her do it. But can you do me a favor? And they're like, what? Where was she in the initial thing? She said, oh, well, she was going to be in the back and roll out as you were walking. It's like, no, let's put her in the front. Can we put her in the front? And the little girl started crying. And they were like, what's going on? What's wrong? She said, no, because if I'm out front, then my mom can see me better. And so she started, everybody kind of cried and they supported her. So Bianca kind of made her dream come true because she always wanted to be out front. She just never said anything because she was just trying to be a team player. But at that moment when she heard that, then she was just like, you know, yeah. And so that was something that Bianca kind of did to make her happy. And so, you know, she, they did that. So I thought that was a really cool moment for a sports moment, so to speak. So, yeah, that, that's my sports story. Mm. I like the part where they scored points and won, won the basketball game. Mm. Me too. <laughs> I like that part a lot. I liked when my favorite team won the, the championship and got the trophy with the... And now they have another <laughs> ring. I uh, I can tell you one of my favorite parts of sports entertainment that happened recently. Okay. Was it a surprise roll-up? It's the most uh, devastating move in the sports The most devastating move. <laughs> <laughs> Every time that happens, if we ever, ever get a chance to watch pro wrestling live, and I mean a big event. Yeah. You and me, bro. Yeah. Anytime anybody does a surprise roll up, we have to shriek. Yes. Oh, don't worry. I'll sell it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before I tell you about my favorite event, here's uh, one last tubes. Stop looking at the tubes. <laughs> here's one last tubes. This one's for Will. I found I found the little Raiden. There's tubes. a little Raiden tubs. Look at him. He looks like he's saying some gibberish. Yes, yes, he does. He's about to what do you think people. he's saying? I don't know, but it probably sounds like oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I I was really happy in the world of sports entertainment to see one of my favorite one of if not my favorite wrestler working right now Adam Copeland moving from WWE to AEW mm-hmm. That was that I I felt so happy, so happy for you. So happy. The rated R superstar Adam superstar. Copeland. You think you know me? I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy because. The thing that he was looking forward to, that that he's so excited about AEW, is just that he's going to be able to work more. He's got, he just wants to do more work. Yeah. And so, and he couldn't do that with WWE because he's a legacy dude, and they don't really have much to do for him. And Mm -hmm. so, after he realized he hit that wall, moved on to AEW, and he was saying it's a very interesting feeling because even though it's televised on a major network so everybody can see it it still gives him the feeling of being back in the indies even though 
he still paid a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think, which I think is a really cool thing because it's it, it's it, it means that he's going to be able to try new things that he wants to do. Yeah. I can't. I'm very happy. For I him. can't wait till him and uh, John Moxley have that super hardcore death match for the ultimate title, the ultimate death match king. Oh, it'd be great. I gotta, I gotta give you a little bit of props, Will. You actually did it right this time. You actually said John Moxley instead of Dean Ambrose. Hey, good for you. I'm, I'm evolving. I'm learning. You're evolving. <laughs> this is 2024 is the year, guys. Hey, this is it, man. The this is the year that Will fixes things. The evolution of the <laughs> Will guy. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Did you think yeah. that in 2023... Oh, yeah, the, the meteoric oh. rise of your new favorite superstar. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my Probably my favorite WWE... Uh, guy right now is L A Night. Yeah. Let me talk to Let you. Let me talk to you. <laughs> hey, dude, he is so hot on the mic right now. He's so hot right now. He's, he he's is so, so over right he's now. He's so over right now. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's going to be really great when hopefully he finally takes the U.S. Championship, the Intercontinental Championship away from uh, uh, Logan Paul at Mania. I think that's the that plan. Intercontinental. <laughs> yeah, whenever you say whenever you say intercontinental championship, you have to say intercontinental championship. Yeah. Everybody, I want to know, Jake, has the venom has the snake been fixed? Yeah, of course, Macho Man. The snake's been fixed. Why would I have a venomous snake in the ring with you? Oh, some people want the Macho Man's Intercontinental Championship belt. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's cute because he's paranoid. Yeah. Macho Man was a lot of things. Paranoid was definitely one of them. <laughs> yes. Love it. Love it. That's my favorite. It's I can great. Tell you that. Uh, Bino was saying that uh, they don't know the exact circumstances but there was a golfer doing virtual golf and attempting a hole in one for like 80 hours and they said correct me if I'm wrong Will, but I, I, when he got it everyone celebrated and it was amazing nice 80 hours so that's man. actual sports that's a yeah, lot yeah. Vino actually presenting some actual sport yeah gross <laughs> hey she's allowed I should have brought up some sort of esports thing. Yeah, probably. But I didn't really watch a whole lot of esports this year. And we definitely don't watch esports to the point where we know major teams. Right. Like well, like, like the Los Angeles uh gas sniffers. Yeah, that's what they do. They sniff gas out. Sniff gas. Um but we do, <laughs> we do know fighting game teams. That's that I was going to ref- the, the ones I was going to think about was individual players such as Mena. Oh, Mena RD was amazing this year showing the world, hey, Blanca can be a problem. <laughs> Blanca is a problem, guys. Not Blanca is a problem because Blanca is not a very high tier character. Yeah. Oh, and the absolute return of Snake Eyes yeah. as Zangief this oh, year. Yeah. He absolutely just decimating people and An reminding animal. people hey, he can't throw fireballs. He's slow. He's big. But if he can touch you <laughs> he gets one giant <laughs> meteor. If he can get up to you and grab a hold of you say goodbye to half your life bar for free you will be body slammed it from into the into an oblivion 
once again reminding people snake eyes is not somebody to be messing around with when he gets a hold of a good zangief which unfortunately a lot of people said zangief wasn't super great in five yeah so even even snake eyes picked up a different character in five but now because of how good street fighter six is oh my gosh we should just let's stop recording let's just play play some street fighter six right now (laughs) um and yeah that esports I know that there was a lot of big things that were happening, but especially shout outs to Snake Eyes and MenRD. Neither of them are number one in the world, but they're showing that you you loving a character can take you much farther than you might think it was. And also just don't listen to the tier lists Yeah, because somebody can come in and they'll use Jamie and all you have to do is grab a hold of them and say goodbye bye to 75% (laughs) out. Yeah, Zangief. Everybody's great on the roster. Everybody's in, great. In Street Fighter Six. It's a great game, and I'm excited to see the more stuff. I'll probably pick it up again once uh, Akuma gets released, and I will then oh, proceed no. to become a problem. No, 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 no. But esports. That that was my sports stuff. Was yeah. Esports. All right. So the next one, next category was podcasts we've listened to that aren't our own. Favorite favorite podcast we've listened to that aren't ours. So I will come with a couple of them. Uh, The first one was The Break Room. I didn't realize that they took the stuff from the YouTube channels and turned it into podcast episodes, but it makes sense. So they did do that. So it helps keep me up a lot more on pop culture stuff to, you know, eventually converse with myself, with you guys, with others. And then, of course, as far as wrestling goes, uh, still Solid Master Sounds Off is still my probably go-to episode although uh a comedian i've been following for years his name is jay washington and uh he and a group of guys are on a podcast now called before the bell podcast and they talk about different things in the wrestling world and then to help improve the podcast as a whole and skill wise and everything else uh, and learning more about skill is for me grow the show it's a podcast I've been listening to. And so hopefully over the next year, you'll notice improvements in the podcast as we continue to evolve. And so those are our favorite podcasts that I listen to, to keep the list short, because there's a lot more than those. Mm-hmm. So. Um, my favorite podcast I listened to last year. So um, I was going to bring up the podcast that I've been listening to like a lot lately. Uh, but I I started like last week, which is technically part of 2024. So I'm not going to choose that podcast. But special shout outs to I Hear Voices featuring Christy Carlson, Romano and Will Friedle, the voice actors that were uh, Kim and Ron from Kim Possible and uh, from Kim Possible um, and where they've been having a lot of voice actors on. Uh, I've been obsessed with that for the last week and a half. But because that's 2024, that doesn't count. Uh, I listened to the entirety of Strike Force 5 this year. Strike Force 5 was the podcast set up by five late night hosts during the writer's strike. And they had it going so that they could still pay their writers and other staff members because all their shows went dark during the writer's strike. And so they did this as a means to raise money and keep supporting their writers and other staffers that are were not working and most of which were like on strike and doing walking the picket lines and stuff. 
but the the five people <laughs> the joke i make about strike force five is that oh man two of those late night hosts i absolutely adore and love watching two of them i'm okay with don't really watch a whole lot of sometimes they're hit and miss and then one late night host that i do not do not like at all hard stop will not watch um but with the five of them together uh it became very entertaining and i wanted to listen so that i could support and help out their writers and stuff because i was wanting to do what i could to support the people that were on strike during the writers and actors strikes this last year but i will leave it up to you to decide which pod which of the hosts i'm referring to when i say two of them i love two of them i'm fine with and one i despise the five of them are um jimmy kimmel jimmy fallon stephen colbert uh seth myers and john oliver uh they were the five hosts of that um and so <laughs> everybody leave comments on which ones you think i'm referring to and if you're correct maybe i'll send you something <laughs> or maybe i'll maybe i'll forget <laughs> in fact i'll let will try and guess which ones i'm referring to and if he guesses right i'll send him something oh. but before before that i'll let smiter uh oh uh, the oh, other know. the other podcast I've been listening to a whole button of was his special plug uh, towards the Danger Noodle versus Needle Mouse podcast. Oh, thank you. I am incredibly biased though because it is my brother's podcast with his best friend Mobius. Thank you. Uh, they're fun. They're amazing. They've had me on, uh, and I'm very honored to have been on a couple of times. Uh, it's a good time. It's basically the same kind of feel as this podcast. Uh, except they try to deep dive more on subjects and really try to get into the nitty gritty of talking points. But it is the Danger Noodle versus Needle Mouse, so it's often from a poison opposing point of views. Um, very fun. Uh, highly recommend. Brother, what what, what podcast have you been listening? I think I've brought it up a few times throughout the year uh, in this podcast, or at least in yours. But I have uh, really been. I think it's three podcasts I've just been bouncing between. Mm -hmm. And it, it's been Conan Needs a Friend, mm -hmm. Intentionally Blank mm -hmm. with Brandon Sanderson, mm -hmm. and probably the one I actually have the most time listening to, which is The Writer Dojo. Right. That one with Larry Korea and Steve Diamond. Mm -hmm. Uh, Conan needs a friend. Conan needs a friend. Just makes me laugh. I just have a great time. I the Flula Borg episode made me uh, actually stop in the middle of my shift because I needed to breathe. It's so funny. <laughs> the most re recent Flula Borg episode is in is so good. So good. It. Uh, but anytime I want to hear about experts in the field of writing talk mm -hmm. about writing yep. I listen to the writer dojo absolutely good stuff yep, those are mine uh, Will can you guess which uh, which hosts I was referring to I, I really honestly have no idea so you're gonna have to tell me you're not even gonna you're not even gonna no. do a shot in the dark oh, okay well then I won't tell you I will just go on with what Bino was <laughs> saying go ahead Bino says the podcast uh, she's been listening to a bunch is Critical Role 
Finally catching up on that, I can't wait for her to become obsessed with it like I am. Um, I actually stopped listening to Critical Role this year, or this last year, I should say. Um, their adventure was going to a place where I was just, I was starting to lose interest. And this happens because I've been a Critical Role fan for many years, like five years around there. Um, wow. So I've been, uh, but there have been times when I'll like listen to Critical Role nonstop and then I take a break for a while and then I'll get obsessed with it again and then I'll take a break for a little bit. Right now I'm in that spot again where I'm like, I'm just taking a break from it at the moment. Um, and so that's where I am with okay. uh, Critical Role. So it's nice to see that uh, Bino is getting obsessed with that. Yes, with Critical Role. All right, yep. next question, uh, specifically, because I try to be specific about this one, because favorite movie can be any movie of any genre. Yep. But then this one was, what's your, what's the best, to you, what was the best comic book movie in 2023? I'm going to give the quick list. If I, if I don't get something, let me know as we go. But uh, Ant-Man, Quantumania, Shazam, mm -hmm. Fury of the Gods, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Flash, Blue Beetle, Captain Marvel, or the Marvels, and Aquaman 2, whatever the heck they called it. Uh, uh, you missed one that I think counts technically in a very, very technical way. What was the one I missed? Uh, is, I'll, I'll bring it up when it's my turn. Okay, well, fair because enough. The, the one that you missed is the, was my favorite comic book. Movie. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so for me, the best one out of that grouping was the, of course, Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, even though I still laughed so hard whenever we were in the theater, they set to the point where they were telling you basically this is part one of two. And then they ended it, and then people were like, what? What? What are they, what, what are they doing? What are they, why did it? No. Like, where's the rest of this movie? I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a few years. Because I'd already read the reports about the, them not even being a third of the way done with the second movie in the series. And so, mm -hmm. um, but anyway, yeah. So, so that one was probably, as far as I'm concerned, the best comic book movie of the year. It was pretty good. It, it was definitely, it, it's second place for me. Okay. Uh, because first place, and you, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm technically correct. But uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem was my number one comic book. Yeah, that does count. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> yes, I, I thought, I thought Mutant, I liked, I liked Mutant Mayhem more than Across the Spider-Verse. I did really like Across the Spider-Verse, but go back and listen to our episode about across the spider-verse you can hear my like my own personal complaints about across the spider-verse mm -hmm. which doesn't make it a worse movie but it does drop it down for me personally whereas mutant mayhem basically fired on every cylinder i was expecting it to yeah the acting was was amazing the the characters um everybody did well even ice cube did well I gotta give it to O'Shea Jackson Sr. Uh, for absolutely killing it as Superfly. Um, uh, everybody, everybody did good. Um, John Cena and Seth Rogen did not overstay their welcome. Thank God, <laughs> they did good. Uh, it was, it was a, just a cute movie and. 
Across the Spider-Verse, I think, is a better animated movie. And it is it, the visuals are better. Um, but I think the story was just more personal. And I liked Mutant Mayhem more than Across the Spider-Verse. And I kind of explain like, my reasonings for that in our episode when we talk about Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. What about you, little brother? What was your favorite comic book movie of the year? Oh, I can't say Mutant Mayhem again. <laughs> you could. I could. I could. I why can't I? <laughs> why shouldn't I keep it? Why shouldn't I keep it? <laughs> was it also Mutant Mayhem? Did you it know, did it edge out across the Spider-Verse for you as well? I I think it might. Because it wasn't Quantum Mania, that's for no, sure. <laughs> That, which is really unfortunate. Which once again shows you, you can't just shove a comic book character that I really like into a movie and expect me to suddenly be like, oh, this movie's good after all. Right. That's what, they shoved MODOK in there and I was excited and then it just wasn't. Then we saw MODOK and was like, no. MODOK. Although I, I I will give it to the for the actor for portraying MODOK. Oh, like, yeah. God, he just, he did good. He did very good. Uh. He was he was a delight, even though he's not my Modoc. Like, <laughs> like I I have expectations for Modoc, and they didn't do those expectations that they did for Modoc in the movie. And so, uh, overall, I thought I thought the, but I didn't hate the movie. I thought the right. movie was fine, um, but it it didn't live up to the expectations that I wanted. Right. I think maybe if it's not if. It's, it's pretty obvious that it would be Mutant Mayhem for me as well. Mm-hmm. But if I couldn't choose Mutant Mayhem, I think I would say Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Guardians 3 Guardians is also outstandingly good as well. That's probably, like, the top three for me is probably Mutant Mayhem, Across the Spider-Verse, and then Guardians 3. Those were, like, tippy-top this year. Even though y'all made fun of me because I made the statement that the movie shifted to guard, shifted to Rocket, where the whole time the movie story was about him. That they, them saying that the whole story was about Rocket from the beginning. Yeah, I did make fun of you because it's still weird to say. <laughs> that mean the director didn't say it. <laughs> I used to say it because he said. Yeah, uh, what does the director know? He only wrote the movie and also made it. Yeah, just saying. But anyway. The, fo- the focus did shift for Rocket in that movie, but to say that he was the main character like, retroactively all, all three movies is wacky because factually Peter Quill was. Yes. Oh. Yeah. No, I just going back and rewatching some stuff about Guardians 1, it, that is a wacky statement to throw yeah, out. Yeah, it's wacky. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean that Rocket wasn't important in all those movies, but yeah. he was a secondary character in those two movies. Yes. Anyway. It's just how those work. And, but anyway. Anyway, we shall continue. Uh, I think uh, that Bino we have a saying, Bino. Yes. Bino also said Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. Was, great movie. Was it? Yep. Great, great movie. Great music. Great movie. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. So I believe uh, there was a section about obsessions. Obsessions. Yep. Obsession. No obsession. No obsession. So my new obsession, I, I don't honestly, I, say, I, I just don't know if I have any really new ones. Yeah. Because it was obsessed with the same stuff last year. Was he obsessed didn't get with obsessed both. With yeah, like now. I didn't really get obsessed <laughs> with anything new. Like I can't say I got anything obsessed new. I mean, just be honest. 
no. I mean, everything I was obsessed with before, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to be honest and say I'm bored. I was boring in 2023 as far as obsessions go. So, yeah. you guys go. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot that, that happened this year or uh, in 2023. But that's like... All the stuff that they were working on mid-pandemic started coming out in 2023. True. So, like, it wasn't a whole lot of new stuff that came out. And that was because, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but kind of the whole world was shut down for a while. Like two and a half years. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got to do the right voice for that. I don't know if any of you noticed, but, like, the whole world was shut down for a while. <laughs> what are you talking about, bud? <laughs> what are you talking about, Fred? <laughs> I don't know, Brian. They just was like a big old uh, pandemic or something. They call a panorama or something, I heard. <laughs> a Panera bread. They're trying to get us to wear masks, Brian. <laughs> I ain't going to wear no mask, Fred. They're going to take away my freedoms, Fred. That's the freedom to breathe. You're going to have to take my club out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> and the freedom to breathe without impairment by a piece of cloth there. That is an interesting take on Barney Rubble, but we will accept was it. Was that what that was? <laughs> was that supposed to be Barney Rubble? No, I was trying to do one of the people from that world of of, of What was that? Films, but like not be Fred or not Barney. Any specific because y'all were doing Fred or Barney. Yeah. Person? Like there's this random dude, you know, that come up and they'll be like, Oh yeah, Barney, how you doing today? You got it's your wife's birthday. What are you taking her? And he would be like, Oh you know It's your wife's birthday. That's not the Um, but of course, we know that yeah, Catherine uh, had a few obsessions this year. Yeah, Catherine had a few obsessions, which we brought up, which was Our Flag Means Death, um, Good Omens. But that stuff was stuff that Pat Catherine was obsessed with like previously, and it was just like reignited this year. Um, which I was going to say, my, my passion and obsession was was going to be another thing that I was going to bring up but once again it kind of just reignited within the past two weeks which is still technically in 2024 so it doesn't count um, but I, I did start getting into some some VTubers um, I'm not I don't like the idea of the desire to be a VTuber I feel like if you're going to be like a personality online you shouldn't have some sort of fake version of yourself that you're presenting. Um, but that's just my opinion as think, somebody yeah. that's online that's trying to entertain people. For the for the sake of conversation, uh, for the sake of clarity, I know I know you mean this this yeah. way. Um, if you can explain what I no, mean, no, no, yeah, it it he means like physically representing you, yeah. like it. Um, it's it's strange to have something that's not you out there pretending that it's you. Yeah, and that it that is different from having a stage persona. Yeah, because well, Jingles doesn't mind a stage persona. Right, that or a stage character you put on. Right. But it's just that extra little step that seems strange. Yeah. And um, there, there's, in a weird way, there's a lot of crossover between being a VTuber and being a professional wrestler where you have, like, this persona and some people kind of have to keep that persona going 
at all times. Now, kayfabe is dead, effectively, but there are some people that still live that. MJF has not broken character, and he doesn't really break character, except for, like, every now and then. Special shoot interviews. Very, very certain. Who you really want to look for when you're talking about never break kayfabe is Abaddon. Abaddon also never breaks kayfabe. She actually never breaks kayfabe. She has somebody next to her to do the talking. Yeah, and so... Um, but there, uh, and, and a big thing in the, in the VTuber community also seems to be like this obsession with like, um, like lewdness. I don't know what the phrase would be, but like, it, it, it toes the line a lot, doesn't it? it yeah. for, especially like indie v- VTubers, indie VTubers specifically. It's like, okay, you're getting kind of weird with everything that yeah, you're presenting. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, the VTubers have a tendency to put lewdness out first and be yeah. like, look how cute my model is. Look at how big my bazongas are. Yeah, but they don't want you to point out the bazongas. Right. Because um, that's on you. That's on you. You're being weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some of the established non-indie VTubers, the ones working for specific agencies, specifically Hololive, Hololive uh, tends to hire more girls that are more... Uh, uh, the, the phrase that's passed around in the VTuber community is, say so. They're more, they're more pure. They're, they're, you know, they're just cute. And that's the kind of thing that I like to watch. And so it's Hololive VTubers that I, that I like. And uh, there was uh, a couple that uh, came into Hololive this year. Hololive English got, I believe, five new VTubers this year and one of them that I've I've completely become obsessed with is Koseki Biju who is this like rock girl like kayfabe she is a a yeah. rock person I, I love that we can use something that Will knows almost nothing about and say that's kayfabe that's and kayfabe. instantly and he oh understands. yeah I know what that is he gets it I know that word I mean yeah. when I say kayfabe uh and um, she's a delight. She's so cute, um, and she doesn't swear like ever. <laughs> she she doesn't. She she goes, dang it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's so precious, and I want to protect her. I also came across uh, Pomu Rainpuff, who I knew kind of a little bit before, but uh, she's part of Ninji Sanji. Um, she's a little bit more on the looter side because Ninji Sanji is kind of more lax like that. Um, but, uh, I've, I followed her obsession and, and beginning of her journey into now her absolute obsession with the Metal Gear series, where she is effectively like as obsessed with it as I am. And, um, like now is trying to get all her friends to be all like, you have to get into this series. It's amazing. It's perfect. (laughs) Um, and so... Uh, just a few VTubers kind of became my obsession this year, but I also, I, I try to like, because I watched like two or three VTubers that I really liked, now my algorithm's all like, oh, you must like all these VTubers, and it's just all like, the one time this VTuber walked around naked in front of a bunch of people. I'm like, I'm not interested in that. Don't talk to me about that. I don't want to know about that. I only want to know about the cute stuff, not this, not that part of it. And so... I have to constantly tell YouTube, stop recommending these videos to me. I'll just watch the ones about these specific VTubers. Um, 
so yeah, uh, I think uh, as of last year, I was I'd been catching up on a lot of uh, VTuber stuff. That's kind of become a new obsession. What about you, Bretta? Any new obsessions this last year? I think any sort of obsession that I've had lasts only for so long. I would say probably the most recent one that I picked up was this, this is uh, well, at the risk of sounding too niche, it's fine. Um, pro wrestling themes. I've been really like just listening to pro wrestling themes and songs that are not pro wrestling themes that are just sort of I don't know what else to call them outside of that I, I like to think of how good of a wrestling theme this would be mm -hmm. and I've just been I don't know I've just been having a lot of fun with that yeah that's really groovy cool, cool. Um, somebody else in the collective has really enjoyed the VTuber community Yep, uh, Bino. That was uh, her new obsession this last year. Um, was VTubers, but spe specifically Fuamoko from Hollow Live English and Gold Bullet from Hollow Stars Armis. She says, "Go watch their clips. They're very personable and hilarious." And I agree. I do like Fuamoko a lot. Uh, Fuamoko is actually two VTubers. They're twins. There's Fuawa and Mokoko. Um, and uh, collectively, they're known as Fuamoko. What's the kayfabe? Uh, the kayfabe is that they are two demon doggos that uh, guard the gates of hell. Or should I say the underworld, really? Because their Hollow Lives interpretation of hell involves like uh, Shinigami and, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it's, I think, closer to like Hades than it is to like like the Christian idea of hell. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, they're, they're both very cute. Um, I like Mokoko better than Fuwawa, uh, because Mokoko's the cute one. So even though they're very, very similar to one, similar to each other. Um, uh, yeah. Mokoko. I like, uh, they, they're cute, but Biju, Biju's number one for me right now. Um, she's just precious. All right. So the next thing I want to throw out there was favorite video game of the year. Uh, you actually brought that into the listing there. So I wanted to bring that up I as did. well. Uh, my favorite video game of the year, because I don't play video games that often, it was Marvel Snap, uh, where it was on my phone, but I've recently uh, uninstalled it. And then I reinstalled it because new stuff came out for it. I feel like I want to see what it does. So. Yep. What, what, why do you like Marvel Snap so much? You know, it unlike a lot of games where people can go in if they wanted to be like, I'm going to spend actual live money and I'm going to go in and buy these cards. You can't really do that in the game because all you can buy is variants of cards you already, variants of cards that are already exist either that you already have in most cases or that they make special available but as far as getting the actual cards go you have to tear up everybody has to tear up the same way in order to get certain cards in their collection 
And so there's not a way for you to buy a deck ahead of other people. So, and there's a strategy to it. I mean, you basically have three zones. Your job is control two of them by the end of the match. The matches go for about three minutes total time. So, I mean, it's a short, short, quick game. So you're either going to lose fast or win fast. It's not a super long thing, you know, and stuff like that. So I like it for that. Mm-hmm. Different cards have different abilities. So that's how it works. Yes. Um, there were two games in particular that I really enjoyed this year. Um, I, I, I liked a lot of the games that came out this year, the ones that we ended up buying. Um, but two were kind of stand out for me. One of them was one that I was fully expecting to be amazing. And then it fully ended up being just so good. And I'm struggling of whether or not I like it more than the original or not, because this game I'm referring to is a remake of a classic game that came out one of my absolute favorite games of all time. And I am, of course, referring to Resident Evil 4 Remake. So good. It's so good. And I am a massive, like, out of all the Resident Evil games, I've never been that into Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4? Yeah, Resident Evil 4, love. Right next to your heart. Right, it, it, it exists right next to my heart. Because that was your, the first one I think you ever actually played and beat. You played and beat and really got into. Because yeah. I, growing up, I I hate horror stuff. I still hate horror stuff. I'm not really into horror stuff. Um, And so it's hard for me to find horror things that I am I can play. And like any, any game where like you're constantly being jump scared by anything... Hate it, 100%. It's on the bottom of my list as far as games go. And I I personally do not fully understand how people enjoy that kind of gameplay. When you're like waiting, 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 waiting. Ah, oh, you got spooked. I hate that. Um, which is why that I, I could never get into Five Nights at Freddy's or any of those games like that. Um, Resident Evil, it, it wasn't until 4 that I discovered that Resident Evil is, yes, scary. It's survival horror. But there's always like an underlying level of goofiness that kind of tempers the edges for me and like softens them up a little bit and to the point where now I can enjoy it because I can enjoy like the, the goofy parts along with like the horrible, scary, oh, that person's whole entire jaw has been ripped off their face. Um, and it's and with the new graphics, it's only getting more and more graphic and bloody and terrifying. But Resident Evil 4, one of my absolute favorites, the remake is amazing. And honestly, it in my heart, it rivals the original, which is really hard for me to say because I would never say that unless I actually really truly meant it. Um, but that was a game that came out this last year. I was fully expecting it to be good, and it was amazing. It broke even my high expectations. But another game that came out that I didn't—I I didn't know what to expect with it, but I ended up fully loving—was Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Um, didn't know what to expect from that. The game came out. It's just a joy, a delight. It reminds me of my child. It reminds me of 2003. And being in middle school and listening to this kind of music, um, it's got that feel, it's got that flavor, it's got the colors. It's it's a window into that, as well as now I, I have an, another 
full list of video game music to just obsess over again including but not limited to my new favorite video game song uh, i want to know by too mellow um it's it's amazing i love it highly recommend everybody listen to it but those were the two games at the top i don't know which one i would put at number one for the year probably resident evil 4 but just for like the complete shock value of not i was not expecting anything and it ended up being amazing bum rush cyberpunk is definitely up there what about you little brother oh what was your God. number one game of the year last year because uh, you played a lot there was i played i played oh, by the way spider spider-man 2 came out as well yeah. but i didn't love it as much as i liked the first game yeah yeah it's let's see i'm just looking over yeah look over at our over at our at pile the- of games over there And plus, I also I have I don't have a perfect memory of every video game ever, so yeah, I, I have to a, go I, and refresh myself. I had pulled up a list. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, Street Fighter Six was good. Yep. Tears of the Kingdom is still good. Mm-hmm. Jedi Survivor wasn't bad. I know there's some people that feel like it's kind of a mixed bag. Or I love really Jedi boring. Survivor. I liked it. I liked how much. Be- I liked how it felt like it improved on the first in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate, Metroid Prime. I'm just trying to think of the ones that I I got to play. Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. We haven't played that yet. I think... Oh, yeah, Ghost Trick was re-released. I got to check. I got to pick up that game. Nice. Spider-Man 2. Obviously, those were good. But I would say... Of the ones that I know that were released this year, was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart released this year? Uh, I don't think oh, sorry, so. I think uh, that was 2023. I think that was previous year. Yeah. But, hmm. I think. Oh, 2021. 2021. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Even farther back. But we did like Rift Apart. That was pretty we good. We did. We did. We had a good time with that. I think hmm. I'm going to I'm going to post a I want to know into the server so that y'all can listen to it if you want. We did that when we were doing uh again Pathfinder again. Yeah, again. Do it again. Pathfinder you know, I it's funny because I haven't even played Baldur's Gate. I've been watching Jingles play Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And I could tell that I'd be having a lot of fun with it too. Yeah. Uh but I know Catherine has already just been salivating over that for yeah. a little while now. It was definitely Baldur's Gate three for Catherine this year. Yes. Uh I'm Which she s- got into later and like I mentioned and I mentioned this uh, when we were together last time, but it was off the recording. Yeah. Um, like I was playing Baldur's Gate three, and I was like, "This game is incredibly Catherine coded." Yes. It's yes. it's, and I knew Catherine would love it. Yeah. Just as soon as she had the opportunity to give it a try. I would say it's a toss up between Bomber Cyberpunk, Resident Evil Four Remake, and Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And All amazing the, games. It, it's they are such vastly different games 
I think I I honestly don't think I can choose between the three of them. Mm. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Sounds wonderfully interesting. Sounds wonderfully interesting. Mm-hmm. So. I think we reached the bottom of the list. I think we reached the bottom yeah. of the list. But Bino, Bino had. Uh, what was I was gonna ask? What Bino was? Bino's was. Bino's was in sound mind. And Bino had said, please, for the love of gaming, go play in sound mind. Also, this is not this is a not so subtle game suggestion for the Roscoe Brothers, which I looked up. I hadn't heard about this game, but I I added it to my wish list. It seems very interesting. It looks scary, though, so I don't know if I'm going to get it right away because I don't want to get spookified. It looks like it's also for PS5. I'm I'm what one game that I'm really looking forward to because there are still so many that I want to get my hands on mm-hmm. like the Super Mario RPG remake. Yeah. The Thousand Year Door remake. Yes. And and I also really want to get my hands on Alone in the Dark. Mhm. Okay. So I was that's funny that y'all said that cuz I was actually going to say I have a surprise question. Which is, yes. what is a project of any type, movie, comic book, whatever, that you're excited to see in 2024? And I will say, since we're only getting one Marvel movie this year, uh, I'm going to say Deadpool 3 is going to be the movie I'm really excited to see, what they do with it. If we get what mm-hmm. we are promised as far as Kevin Feige and them aren't going to mess with the movie and they're going to let Ryan Reynolds and his team do it, with the true already justice that they need to do it. Yeah. And I mean we'll see. I mean we just don't know. Because I mean the mouse has the final say so ultimately. Mm-hmm. Now. Well I say eh because uh to me just putting an R rating on something isn't automatically gonna make it good. No, I just want it to be good. I just want it to be period. a good movie. I just want because Deadpool one and Deadpool two for all the things was wonderful in and of themselves. Like I just don't want them to be messed with to the point where they're not good movies because they became they came under the Disney umbrella. To be yeah. honest, I'm just worried that it's going to be nonstop jokes end to end. Yep. Well, you, I'm I'm, you I'm gotta expecting temper it. the the thing for me is even if they go to PG-13, I I still have faith that they could still make a really good movie yeah. even if it's PG-13. The whole thing about like it needs to be R-rated. I'm like it doesn't need to be, but it would definitely be a good thing if it yeah. was. That and I, I've I've had conversations with people online about that. Okay, so yeah, that's that's the project I'm most excited about seeing. What's the project that you're most excited about seeing in 2024, Jingles? You know, it's an ex- excellent question because I, I, off the top of my head, I can't really think about like what's some stuff coming out soon, because there's some stuff that's out right now that I want, uh, and one of them is uh, Super Mario RPG remake, uh, and also. Um, the uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake. Mm-hmm. Um, both of the, like, I've already seen uh, a lot of Super Mario RPG remake, and I, I've seen full playthroughs of the original Super Mario RPG, and it's like, it's the same, and I never really had the opportunity to really play Super Mario RPG as a kid. So this is, is going to be a good opportunity to be able to play it as well as now play a version of it that it will be um more accessible and not like you know how some old video games 
they'll if you don't play something perfectly it's going to totally cut you off mm-hmm. and you can't fully complete a thing but now nowadays uh game companies they don't do that anymore they're more generous they 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 definitely err on the side of safety yeah on the side of safety now which i kind of prefer like i understand when you want to make a game hard or whatever mm. but like if you if you don't know something and you're playing a game and you miss something and then the game's like sorry you missed it you can't go back and get it now and so you're going to miss out on your completion of whatever it is that you're doing yeah. that annoys me yeah um, and so they've fixed a lot of that in the remake of Super Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. So I think probably that and that's already released. I want a copy of it um, so that I can try it out. Th- there was a, a couple. Oh, I want Wonder. I want Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I don't have a copy of that yet. Hmm. Um, I saw. Do we have a copy of Return to Dreamland Deluxe? No. Well, let's get a. I want a copy of Return to Dreamland Deluxe because I really like Return to Dreamland. We want to stream Return to Dreamland uh, because it's super cute. That's Kirby game, by the way. Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Um, I really want to get one of those. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's that's kind of been the big thing for me. Is uh, there's been some games that have been released that I'm I'm looking forward to at the moment. What about you, little brother? Oh, I I was already saying about how I want to get my hands on those other games. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, uh, uh, Space Marine Two. Space Marine Two. You're excited for Space Marine Two. Looking was the first Space Marine Two. Yeah. Warhammer. Warhammer. Now, is that a video game or is that the actual like tabletop version? It's a video game. It's a video game. Okay. I'm assuming for sure. I'm assuming you know about Warhammer, right? I know of Warhammer. Like I said, I know okay. of it primarily because of the tabletop version. And then I know they started doing video games as a response to it. So Yeah. Space yeah, the, Marine is a video game. Yeah. The tabletop is just called Warhammer 40K. Yeah. Or 40,000. Gotcha. I'm just, I was just curious. Like I said, it's a Warhammer. I was just like, I don't want to assume that it's one thing or the other. But I'm like, uh, okay. Let me ask. Yep. It's a uh, sequel to, what is that, an Xbox 360, PS3 era game? Yes. The, you can also original, get it on Steam. Yeah, you can get it on Steam too, but that, that's around the time yeah. that it was released is what I meant. Okay. So that that's kind of the way we want to end this particular episode. Now, within the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking to do another Pathfinder adventure if we can. Uh, we're also going to want to look at talking about Echo. Uh, because that's a series we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. And also get the guys' thoughts on uh, What If Season 2, because I already kind of shared my general thoughts on What If Season 2. And so, you know, just kind of get their thoughts if they get a chance to watch that as well. This kind of plans going forward to kind of keep you guys educated on pop culture stuff and things like that as well. So I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Rascal Brothers, uh, last words for each of you, please. To wrap this up um my last word is going to be hey man there's a lot of cool stuff out there why don't you uh why don't you go watch some of it or read some of it or enjoy some of it find find something that you enjoy and just like submerge yourself in it what about you little brother i'm gonna piggyback off of what you were saying and say don't be afraid to consume 
bad stories. Yep. Uh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, don't don't be afraid. Stick your neck out there. Yeah. So what if you so what if you watch a TV show and it's bad? Mm-hmm. At least you can get some entertainment out of it. Yeah. So what if you so what if you got a new video game and it runs like garbage? At least you can at least it won't be boring. Yeah. I mean, come on guys. Every video game cannot be AEW fight forever. I don't. I don't know what is that good? Is that bad? I don't. AEW Fight Forever has had a pretty mixed launch. Yeah, I haven't well, played. I, I was trying to figure out what Will was referring. I haven't to. played. I haven't, yeah, yeah, I video game. Video AEW. Game. Fight no, no. What 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 he was trying to imply? Because not everything can be AEW Fight Jingles Forever. Jingles was saying. Like, yeah. Trying to say it's good or bad. <laughs> yeah, Jingles was because Smider was saying that you know don't be afraid to try bad things. Oh, okay. And so you're saying AEW Fight Forever is bad. Right. Okay, okay. cool. At least it's better than uh, 2K, whatever they pooped out this yeah. year. Well, I mean, WWE. I, I hate to say, I hate to agree, but in that case, but you're not <laughs> wrong. I mean, I'm sorry. Don't be afraid to buy WWE 2K. Poop. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Look, with all, with everyone's opinions being out there for everything. Everybody is an opinion. It is so easy for you to look up somebody's opinion on something, to look up a review on something, to look up an opinion on something, to look up spoilers on anything. Don't be afraid to just try something and see if you like it. Yeah, try some stuff. There are there are things that are fundamentally broken that you can still enjoy. Right. And nothing is perfect. Nothing's and yeah. no art is I, perfect. I, I think I think this year, 2024, I want to definitely um just emphasize and say to people, hope I, I hope you find something that's seven out of ten that you absolutely adore. That you just can't get enough. That of. you love. Stuff I, I, I'm hoping that you looking for ten out of tens does not keep you from finding the best seven out of 10 you've ever experienced yeah, in your life. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. Try, just try. I'm, I'm going to be pushing that this year. Yeah. I like that. Find like seven that. out of 10s that you love. Yeah. To quote the great song from Shakira from the movie is Utopia. Try everything. You may not like everything, try everything. but try everything. You know, and yeah. So my last words, real simple. Enjoy the things you enjoy, but be willing to expose yourself to new things you've never had before. Because you never know what new fun thing you may find when you do. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thank you for joining us for this conversation. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, blah, 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 do me a favor. You bless me a blessing to somebody, guys. Take care.